0: Welcome to Overcome Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to talk with Greg Tumper. Greg has an amazing story about uh, some of the injuries that he had, but the major one was when he was training to a strongman competition, doing squats with almost 1,000 pounds, and then he broke. He broke. He basically broke both legs um, during the squat The racking of the the weight Uh, Pretty devastating And uh, the way that he overcame that And came back To continue to inspire people And and, and lifting weights is, Is quite amazing So let's get it started Welcome to Overcome Podcast my friend Greg Glad to have you here Good to be here Yuri, thanks for having me Hey Greg, so the reason why I decided to invite you uh, To this show is because I know you probably for the past 10 years maybe um, And uh, you always have a smile on your face Despite (laughs) (laughs) Despite everything that is going on And there was a lot of things going on In the last, probably the past Two years of you, a lot of uh, injuries Fixing things here and there And um, you were always very positive uh, on everything so before we even talk about the injuries let me ask you what really makes you that way you know what, what is your mindset to to go through those uh, difficult times always uh, so positive because I I don't know anyone more positive than you my friend
1: <laughs> well it's it's just um, it's the way I've always been I've always been the fat happy jolly kid um <laughs> Always, you know, the, the the one that always wanted to make people laugh, make people smile, make people feel good. Um, it's like I always say, if I can make you smile, it's worth my while. You know, I've got all the, the little sayings like, you know, yes. and like, we need to write a coffee table book. You know, there there ain't nothing to it but to do it, man. And if you if you can help somebody, make them a hand, make them two if you can.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And <laughs> so, so with, with that, uh, let's go back to – I think it was uh, 2 years ago when you f- when you had your ankle replacement it was an ankle replacement right
1: Yeah yeah it was a partial ankle fusion uh partial replacement partial fusion uh the original injury happened in '05, um training for a strongman uh contest uh doing a super duper heavy squat uh both my legs broke right leg tibia fibia compound fracture Exploded my left ankle. That was the original injury. Oh um, really?
0: It was that bad? It was during the squat. Yeah. Uh, what, how, yeah. uh, what, what? was the weight there in the bar? Uh,
1: just a little under a little under a thousand pounds.
0: Oh so, uh, my yeah, it goodness! Was, uh, <laughs> That's wow. You
1: know, but like I said, you know, you you and me came from the same background. We were once overweight, um, you know, not as healthy as we are as we are now. And then once we got into the health healthy lifestyle, it became. Uh, we both realized how beneficial it was and how good it makes you feel yeah. uh so yeah, yeah that original injury uh in 05 it, it was pretty severe they told me i'd never walk again i'd never walk correctly i would never be able to drive a truck again you know of course i've been driving truck for 30 years now so um and that's the one thing i've always been if somebody tells me i can't do something i have to it's that mindset i have to um, show them that I can. You know, I'll find a way to do it. It doesn't matter if I have to do it differently. I'm going to find a way to do it. But that original injury, the left ankle being crushed so bad, um, and the cartilage, they wanted to cut my foot off, but my wife begged them not to cut the foot off. They pieced it back together. So that was the original injury. And, you know, I came back from that, actually came back and competed in, in uh, Texas Strongest Man, uh, competed in more uh, powerlifting, found a way around it. Um, worked really really hard at rehab um
0: how long ago was the rehab <laughs> Uh
1: the rehab i was in the hospital for six full weeks because both my legs were broken um six, weeks, rehab, six weeks six weeks
0: at the at the hospital at
1: the hospital in the, in inpatient in the hospital six weeks and then um, it, it after that it, they told me it would take me a year to get back to work I made it back to work in five months and 23 days so just you know, working hard, doing what I could, you know, working double hard at rehab and just doing everything I could to, uh, you know, not not necessarily to prove them wrong, but I didn't want to be told that my whole life was going to change and I was going to find a way to get it back to where I want, you know. But um, but that and, was the and, original, and,
0: right? The original. But that's that's impressive because I didn't know it was uh, both legs and I didn't know it was a compound uh, fracture. That's a, that's. That's Man, that's insane.
1: Yeah, that was to the right leg. The left ankle is the one we had to replace. But that happened it, after I came back. You know, the cartilage damage was so bad. After about 10 years after the original injury, it got to the point, Yuri, where I was in so much pain. Um, I couldn't. You remember when you first met me, that severe limp that I had.
0: Yeah, well, so, well, that was like 10 years ago at Metroflex Plano that we met.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I had I had a severe limp. Um, and it just eventually got to the to where, you know, the pain was so great, but the only option I had was to completely fuse the ankle. I mean, where they lock it in place and you don't get any movement. And then um, the last few years, they, Arthrex came out with a um, partial fusion, partial replacement, which still allows you some side-to-side motion. I only have 20% up and down, but you still have some side-to-side. So, so that's, what I
0: that's that's interesting because don't you need more than twenty five percent to be able to walk?
1: No, actually you don't. I mean, you, the flexion of the top of your foot, which you're going to find out with your injury, the flexion in the top of your foot makes up for the loss of up and down motion. Whereas the ankle is used directly at the ankle joint, where my shin won't move forward, but the flexion of my foot allows me to have a more proper gait. Okay, and, you know. I have worked with several different rehab people. Patrick the Punisher has been instrumental in uh, retraining my body how to, um, you know, get back to normal from that injury. But like I said, they uh, in 17 that's when we did the partial fusion, partial replacement, and I was um, I was only off for three months for that because, like I said, I worked double hard with the rehab. Uh, was back at work, and within within six months. You know the videos you've seen of me pulling
0: the truck. That was six months after the ankle replacement. Wow, that's amazing. Oh, that's amazing. Not, but the, let me go back to the to the original injury. Um yep. That you were six weeks at the hospital. Um yep. How long it took for you to to be back you know, of lifting weight after that one?
1: That took a little little bit longer, but. Um,
0: but what is longer? One th- a year. Two years?
1: No, no, it wasn't even a year. Yuri. It was probably maybe three months. I was back in the gym in a wheelchair, just going working my upper body, um, you know, cast on both legs. Uh, Mrs. Thump was instrumental. She would carry me to the gym every day, um, you know, working on my rear. Because, you know, I, I would get in the hammer strength machines and work my chest. You just train other parts of your body to make up for what you're lacking. In yeah. The- people don't really realize how beneficial that is when you when you train like when I had the ankle replacement I was still training my right leg um I was at, I was in the gym 4 days after surgery That's like we were when we were talking on Instagram yep, messenger yep. I was in the gym 4 days after surgery but my doctor was kind enough to change my cast every week because you know like we sweat a lot yeah time. but
0: go sweat a lot
1: My Instagram, you know, if you want to go back and look, you know, from uh, from that ankle replacement, there's videos of me getting back into the gym and you know, trying to. No, yeah, I've, I've, seen, some, to I've seen some. I've seen some.
0: Yep, I've seen some. But
1: um, yeah, it's just um, it was just a mindset that I just I refuse to quit working. I don't know if it's my work ethic or or um or what, but um, like I said, it it's just about motivating people to me. If there's there's nothing you can't do if you put your mind to it your yeah. the mind is the most powerful thing and if you put your mind to it it will overcome You're, you may not be the same but you can overcome so many obstacles if you put your mind to it
0: that's so true that's so true but let me ask a trick question uh with uh okay. with this whole thing uh, with the first major injury when you were uh at the hospital didn't you have any like dark moment of uh, depression or anything like that or you you just not that guy at all
1: no there were there are times that I struggled with there there are times that um even after you know well since the ankle replacement with the other injuries I've had which we'll get into but um there are times that I'm like gosh why does this keep happening to me you know why why do I keep doing this and there's some little spark in the back of my head you know, maybe it's, you know, um, I don't know. Mrs. Thump always is, is super encouraging to me, and and uh, she's been my rock for 25 years. So um, I owe a lot of it to her. But, uh, you know, I've always been that happy person. But, yeah, there were times when I was like, man, I just – if I just get back to driving truck, you know, maybe I'll just quit the gym. And then there's always that little spark that I can't let it go.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's that, that little spark of wanting to be there, be around the people, be around people like you – like Greg, like everybody that we know, um, that part of me... It,
0: it's can't. a healthy environment, you know, it's like, it, it, this is exactly what happened to me at the beginning, it's almost like I lost my my whole identity because I was not at the yeah. gym, I was not doing what I like to do, so it's super healthy uh, once you yeah. are on that environment that I, everyone is pushing each other, it's super healthy, so I... I give a lot of kudos to you to uh, overcome all of those uh, obstacles, mainly with the first injury because that's devastating, both legs yeah. that's really it, crazy
1: it was it was something especially when the doctor told me that you know you might never walk right again you might never be able to push the clutch in the truck again with that foot um, because the tibia and fibia on the right foot had crushed the ankle and went down into the heel and almost came through, it was almost a compound fracture on the left side but Luckily, the bone stayed inside, and like I said, they they wanted to amputate it, but we begged them not to. He pieced it back together the best that he could. Um, It wasn't a perfect job, but like I said, I was able to overcome it. Yeah, I had a terrible limp there for a while, but I was able to overcome it. But yeah, it it was, um, you know, a couple months, you know, six weeks in the hospital. Probably a month after that, I started going back to the gym. Uh, I was in a wheelchair at home. Um, You know, we lived in an upstairs a loft apartment which means I had to go up and down the stairs on my arms every day.
0: Wow. Get in and
1: out house. Yeah, you know, you put my butt on the stairs and lift myself down down the stairs with my arms. And that's how my arms got to be so massive. My one part of my body took over where my legs couldn't do anything and my arms got massive. Uh, you know, and they, they're still pretty decent even though I've had some injuries to them. But um yeah, it's just it's amazing how the mind and the body can overcome or compensate for something that's that's not there at that time it'll eventually come back but the, the mind and the body will will compensate for something that you can't physically do and you'll find a way to do it so yeah, yeah it was it was pretty tough but like i said i think um the injury was august 26 2005 and the only thing mrs thump wanted for christmas that year was to see me walk without the walker and that's really what motivated me because you know this was super devastating to her as well um it really motivated me to work hard to be able to get off that walker for her Christmas present that year. And I did it. Um, like I said, August 26th by Christmas time, I was off the walker. It wasn't for a super extended period of time, but I think by February of the next year I was back at work walking on my own back at where I was walking with a cane. I had to walk with a cane for a few months, but, um, it was something I was able to do. And I think that's what inspired me to do it. it was that's really what she wanted to see was to see me be able to take a couple of steps uh, for her Christmas present that yeah. year. And that's that's what I set my mind to do.
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And um, when did you feel confident enough to go back and start lifting heavy with your legs, right?
1: With, with my legs, it was probably June of the next year. So probably a little... A pro- like, what would you say? About 10 months.
0: Yeah. So
1: uh, it was 10 months. And then yeah, I was doing leg extensions even with the casts on the right the right leg had a cast to the thigh for the first 10 weeks so once the cast to the thigh came off and they had put a titanium rod from the knee to the to where the compound fracture was um, there was a rod in in my leg for a year and a half I think I had the rod removed a year and a half later uh, but uh, I would say probably I started doing leg extensions and leg curls you know even when I couldn't walk I wanted to keep my atrophy from setting into my thighs as much as possible um sometimes it was painful but you know like you say you work through it um and was able to do that so i would probably say uh, before i started putting any significant weight on just going back to leg pressing i didn't know if i could ever squat again was probably 10 months
0: but did you squat
1: yeah i've squatted since then yeah even with the limited mobility um of the ankle at that time, I found I could turn my ankles out a little further. and um, almost,
0: almost, almost like a sumo squat.
1: Um, exactly like a sumo. I went more sumo with toes pointed out and was able to squat, you know, and even compete after that injury. But um, like I Oh, said, really? The, uh, so what, yeah,
0: what, what, it, what was your PR after that?
1: After that, uh, it was 500 pounds. It was the best I could yeah. do. So, which
0: uh, is yeah, still a very impressive number.
1: But it, it's not that it was causing me pain. It was there, there, you know, where you're talking about a mental block, that was where the mental block was, was like, oh, if I do any more, I'm going to screw up again, um, which I didn't want to do. But, um, you know, like I said, over the next uh, 10 years after the original injury, the ankle just deteriorated to the point where it was just uh, super painful to walk. And then, you know, the opportunity for me to have that partial fusion replacement done I was scared to do it. I'm going to let you know 100% I was scared. Is this going to make it worse? Is this going to work? But I have to say now um, since 2017 when we did it, uh, well actually uh, uh, January of 2017 when they did it, I actually am really glad I did it because it improved the quality of my life um, as far as pain and stuff. Uh,
0: Are you pain free?
1: I am pain free now. in the ankle, in the ankle department I'm pain free, I have some issues with the shoulder which we'll get into but um, but right now as far as the ankle goes yeah I'm pain free and like I said with uh, Patrick Brennan uh, working with me and improving my gait he got me you know to where I could walk without limp again. So he's been very beneficial.
0: So he was doing uh, basically some stretching exercise on your ankle?
1: stretching exercises, functional movement, training, and and basically retraining my body to walk straight after walking with a limp for 13 years. He actually got me to, you know, make the muscles that had, um, taken over for the the less dominant muscles to make me actually be able to walk. He had, we had to learn how to retrain those muscles to refire, to get my central nervous system to actually activate those muscles again, just functional, functional strength training.
0: Wow. That's fantastic. And, uh, did, uh, the, the first injury when you came back to lifting and competing, did you, mm-hmm. were you hesitant only on the squat or did you also, uh, have to lower your weight for the deadlifts?
1: Yeah, deadlifts and everything, I'd say everything, uh, you know, squats cut by, uh, I would say 40 to 50%. Deadlift was probably down, you know, before I could pull a 700 and then after the, the most I was willing to put on that ankle was was 550, 550, 600 was, uh, 600 was my best deadlift after the original injury Okay, uh, but, but that was
0: because of fun- the ankle it, that was not functioning properly or was because it was the fear uh, of the legs but failing I, I, think,
1: I think it had a lot this was after the original injury I didn't have the correct function that's why I had the, the crooked walks and, and the, the limp that I dealt with for so long but yeah I think that a lot of it was know a mental block which i've learned to overcome you know since then since the ankle replacement that mental block is definitely gone now um you know but i'm definitely getting older i can't do what i used to do 20 years ago uh you know now especially being you know in my late 50s now it's it's um it's crazy i have to i've kind of had to think after you know after the ankle replacement and the, the next three injuries that have gone on that it's not about how much anymore. It's about how long do I want to
0: do this. Yeah. No, that's very smart because um, with time, uh, and people say that age is just a number. And there is a beauty in saying that, but at the same time... It is. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, it's really not just a number, right? I mean, there are yeah. a lot of things, mainly uh, the recovery, the healing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's not is not as fast as used to be so as you said sometimes it's not so much about how much you can put in at the bar it's more about yeah. for how long you want to keep doing that
1: how long do I it's more about how long do I want to be in the gym and be around the people that I care about and the people that I want to see do good it's it's being around that environment is so mentally beneficial people don't realize mental health is you know especially with what you know the country is going through now mental health is very important and people don't realize just being in that environment, being around people you care about that are have that like mindset is super beneficial to your your mental well-being. Yeah,
0: no, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. I, I'm 77 days. Actually, today is 78 days without, yeah. without being able to walk uh, yeah. and has been really a difficult time uh, to me because yeah. I'm a, a very active person, as you know. Um, yeah. I've been lifting again for the past two weeks uh, in my garage, yep. only upper body because finally I got, I got the authorization, and that already improved my mood, already improved a lot of things. Just the fact that I'm able to lift again, right? Uh, yeah, but,
1: it gives you, gives you that feeling you've been
0: missing. Yeah, but the mobility in the foot is 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 tough because I started physical therapy last week, and uh, yeah, simple things that I'm not able to do is kind of frustrating. But I'll get there. I'll get there for sure.
1: I promise you you'll get there There, when I came back from the 17 replacement um, just like you said being able to curl your toes yeah, um, it was a major thing and um, I used acupuncture um, from the original injury I had what they called drop toe on the right foot where one of the nerve was severed on the right leg I used acupuncture because I couldn't even lift my big toe um, I used acupuncture I, I you know, went once a week to acupuncture there's so many different Beneficial things that you can do to help your recovery, and now that toe moves just fine. Um, you know, it's it's fifteen years later, um, but yeah, you know, there's so many little different beneficial things that you can do, and um, it may cost you a little more to, to go do it because it may not be covered under your insurance. But to me, it was well worth it. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely, to, to do those little things. But yeah, I understand your frustration because when you first come out of the cast and the foot won't move and it's atrophied. Um, it's it's very frustrating and you'll sit there I would sit there and lay in bed and just try to will that ankle to, to just move a little bit and it was probably a month after the ankle replacement before I was able to start getting any decent movement but I promise you it, it will come in time just just keep that in the back of your mind keep that positive outlook you know turn to people around you like um you know I send you positive messages as
0: much as I can. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Just
1: just believe it. You have to believe it. It will.
0: And the other thing also is uh this whole thing, uh I'm pretty sure that uh, despite the fact that you are already a very positive guy, but um uh, you start finding um gratitude on the little things that's probably you were not so grat grateful in the past, right? Um so for me, <laughs> for example, just the fact that uh, I would be able to just freaking walk, right? Just just walk, yeah. you know? It's so, yeah. something so basic. And, uh, yeah. and now yeah. I'm missing, and I'll say, man, when the, when I'm able to walk, I will be so grateful that I'm able to stand up and just walk. It's, you know, it's simple things.
1: Yeah, it, you'll be surprised how uplifting it'll be the first time you're... After going through something like this, and you come back, and you actually... When I was actually able to take that walk, in the original injury, take that walker. set it to the side, walk five steps across the floor to her. Um, when she was scared to death I was going to fall but you don't realize what that does for your heart, it does for your mind and it does for your soul. It's, it's huge. It's huge. That's, and that's another thing about the truck pulls that we do um, that I teach people. It's, they don't realize what a mental boost, once you break that mental block and you go you get that truck to move they, you do not realize what that will do for your attitude towards everything. Look at what I just moved. Look at what I put my mind and was able to do. It's very beneficial. And um, I wish it was something more people would tap into because it's 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 one of the greatest feelings you'll ever feel.
0: Yes. I, I remember the first time I pulled that truck and it was amazing. <laughs> and uh, yeah. it, it is only one minute uh, for the most time, sometimes even less than a minute. Uh, yeah. But is <clears throat> adrenaline goes really high, and uh, when you finish, you have that, that sense of accomplishment that is just amazing.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's it's an amazing mental boost for anyone. You know, you don't have to move it the full ninety feet or the full eighty feet, whatever we've got the course set up for. If you just like, we've had the the girls that'll do it for twenty to thirty feet. They they don't even realize. What a mental boost it is to be able to know that you you were able to set your mind to this and move eighteen thousand five hundred pounds of mass thirty feet. Yeah, it's a huge mental boost. So and it, that's some of the things that I've used to get me through uh, the injuries and stuff. But like I said, since seventeen, it was coming back from the ankle replacement was much easier than coming back from the original injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a lot of good people around me, good friends. You know, like you and Greg and Patrick and uh, people that were willing to help me and encourage me. And I remember the first day I went into the gym on the little knee scooter. I had the little knee scooter I'd (laughs) scoot around on. Uh, Just the love and support, uh, you know, the the environment that we're in. And people don't realize how important that gym, that gym family environment is. It's super important.
0: But it is. uh, But did you ever felt like... The need to isolate a little bit because I will tell you the truth, right? When I I first went through this, my initial reaction was I just want to isolate myself from everyone because I don't feel myself and I don't want to be presented the way that I'm presented now with crunches in like half of myself, right? So right. Uh, I I was battling uh, against even get, getting out of the house because I felt that I was not me right did you had this I, did you have this uh, uh with your first injury
1: not really because the injury was so devastating and I was in the hospital for so long I think that the isolation part of it was already built in you know being in the hospital for six weeks yeah. it it was something that said man I just want to get out of here I want to get I want to go back home I want to sleep in my own bed it was uh it, it so even though it was a bad situation that may have been something good for me to not have that feeling of wanting to isolate. Yeah, um,
0: absolutely. It's not it's not a good feeling. It's, it's not a good feeling and uh It's not a
1: good, Yeah. Because it's, it's a lot it's of not. people
0: actually go through this feeling and then right after that they start have uh a serious depression.
1: Yeah. And you know I know depression can be a a, a major thing um you know, my mother struggled with with mental illness her whole life, and it's something I've. That's where I get a lot of the positive energy, because I know that if I just, you know, if I can make somebody else happy, or I can make somebody else smile, or I can make them feel good about what they're doing or or, or themselves, and that's that's where the you know my personality comes from. That gives me such a great feeling to make somebody else feel good. I kind of uh, feed off that, you know. Yeah. So it just builds and builds into a more positive, um, you know, positive.
0: Outcome, yeah. Out- uh, bo- more positive outcome, yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it does. You know, and positivity is, um, you know, it's it's something I thrive on. You know, <laughs> I just do do my best, you know, to, to uh, you know get through every day. And and uh, like I said, um, I'm definitely. Uh, I've been told many times I'm one of the most positive people um i don't try to be that way it's just the way that i've had i guess it's the way i've had to condition myself all these
0: years Yeah, yeah. and
1: uh you know as far as the isolation stuff you know being out here on the road by myself all these years is enough isolation for me i think <laughs>
0: so yeah. that did
1: help me with you know the after the original injury and after the ankle replacement um i look so forward to being able to walk you know, or scoot back into the gym on the knee scooter and just see the people that I cared about and see the people that I give positive energy to, and then I get their positive energy back. And uh, if I make somebody smile, I get s- just as much energy from that as they get from me. Yeah. No. So it's, yeah, it's a that's, very, that's very true. Symbiotic relationship. Yeah. yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. When you had the first injury, you said that you were on a strong man competition. It was a strong male powerlift.
1: Uh, it was. I was training for a strongman competition. Oh, you were. You were um, training.
0: You were not at the competition.
1: No, no. So it was training for the competition. No, I was not at the competition, but yeah, it was just. Um, it was a uh, you know, what? Wh- what it
0: was? Uh, which gym?
1: Um, at the twenty-four uh, hour fitness there at Parker and Alma.
0: Oh. Okay.
1: Yeah. So um, yeah, it was just um, like I said, a bad situation. I was rushing through it. I shouldn't uh, you know there's a lot of situations that put me in that situation but um it's just one of those things that happened i can't go back and change yeah. it but i refuse to let it i refuse to let it hold me back right right but, uh, but yeah, let, let, trained, me un- let me just let
0: me just understand because you probably built up to get to one, uh, almost 1,000. so you did you did your warm-up you were good because you, you started with a, a, a low weight and you you increase so it was when Probably the weight was almost 1,000. You probably had a spotter, right? Someone was wet there with you.
1: Uh, Three. Three, actually. Yeah. But it it was just, it it was partly an an equipment malfunction. You know, the monolith that they had there, um, the locks didn't catch right, and it just kind of dumped the weight back on top of me. It was. Oh, so
0: you were actually racking?
1: Racking. It happened during racking. Yeah. The the equipment there was not the greatest. And um, like I said, I was rushing through it. I shouldn't have been. I was actually getting ready to go to Memphis that day and um rushing through my set, I uh, just wanted to get that last single single and and um that's where it got me.
0: Wow, during the racking, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So probably <laughs> probably if it were if it was uh, the the right uh type of equipment for powerlifting which was, was those uh hack squats that that um, you hack the weight right away, you, you didn't have this problem.
1: Yeah. No, it would have been, you know, like I said, there, you know, back then there wasn't the only good powerlifting gyms back then was the original Metroflex over in Arlington,
0: yeah. you know, and living
1: up in Plano where I was, I didn't have time to drive all the way to Arlington to train there. I just sometimes may do, it may have been a mistake, you know, doing it there. But um, like I said, it, I can't go back and change it. I don't, I don't regret the decisions. I'm. Everybody's asked me to, well, do you regret it? 100% no, I don't regret it. I wouldn't change a thing. That has happened because I honestly believe that these things have happened for a reason. Um, that's a great. You know, that's it, a great
0: point because everyone keeps telling me, "Hey, you're you're gonna come back better. You're gonna come back stronger." Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. I'm like, okay, but that was such a tough reason. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's it's, it, it's hard it, to it, find I, the reason when you are you know living it. The problem.
1: Yeah. Well, w- when you've gotten yourself to a certain point, and you think things, you know, you, you're. You're you're happy with the way things are going, like with your jujitsu and and the way you were training and the way you were feeling, and you get that setback. It's hard to believe that that happened for a reason, but being that my original injury was over 15 years ago, I can look back on that now and say, you know, that probably did happen for a reason. It taught me it taught me some lessons. Um, is it well? Taught-
0: if it taught you some lessons, what really changed? Uh, what would really it change on you uh, after that? Well, if you look back now, you can say, I learned about this, I learned about that, right? So what was the main uh, takeaway from those, from that injury?
1: One, one of the main takeaways is only trained when you've got the proper equipment and proper help. Should I have had a couple more spotters? Probably. Um, should I have been somewhere where I had the proper equipment to handle that much weight? Yes. Um, It's made me realize, and that's what makes me, um, you know, with the gyms that we've gone to, you know, being part of Metro Plano and, uh, you know, the original Metro Plano and and Hidden and and Destination and all the other gyms that we're a part of now, to have that environment, um, specialized training equipment. That's the one thing I've learned, you know, just make sure you have the proper equipment, the proper help, the proper spotters and stuff so you don't get into a situation like that it learned it made me pull back and realize that sometimes it's not about just getting it done sometimes it's about getting it done properly
0: right quality quality
1: yeah. Yeah. quality over quantity every day
0: so that was your main lesson right but like from yeah. from the from the personal perspective did you learn anything did you think it made you uh, appreciate life if, even more i mean what what else did you think uh, it th- it taught you
1: i think it made me realize that um you know life is um life can be a challenge and sometimes you have to rise you know above that challenge to get over that next little hump but it's also made me realize that um you you have to take every minute of every day and appreciate it because that could have been uh a lot worse than it was it could have broken my back it could have um there's a lot of things that you look back on now and you realize it could have happened. So, you know, when I wake up every day, I thank God for you know, giving me another day, um, you know, and I go out there and I set myself out to if I can go make somebody's day, let's do it. Because yeah. uh, it might help them um, get over a hump they're trying to get over. And uh, the people around me, um, when I was trying to get over my humps, were very beneficial to me. So just trying to pass on that uh, positive Yeah, pay forward, pay forward. Hump. Yeah, yeah, exactly pay it forward. Yeah. I guess that's the phrase I was looking for. <laughs> but yeah, that's th- the most important thing it's taught me is to to make sure you have the, the proper equipment, the proper help and surround yourself with people that you know have the same minds, the mindset, same goals. It's very beneficial.
0: Yeah, when you are on an environment that everyone is chasing uh, the same thing, the the same uh, type of improvement and they share common uh, attributes and 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 goals. Yeah is extremely beneficial for sure. Uh, for the past ten years, we've seen uh, the area a, a mainly plano to to grow a lot uh, on on those environments, yeah. right? Greg started. Yeah. Uh, I would say Greg started this whole thing at the Metroflex Plano and just expanded. Now we have a lot of places like that.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's become like I said when he started it in, in '09, I think it was. Um, he started building that core group of people that are like-minded in their goals. And um, then, like you said, it expanded and expanded. And now it's gone to, you know, there's four or five different gyms up in that specific area that um, are really uh, set to the people that are into the iron sport, bodybuilding, powerlifting, strongman, uh, the, even CrossFit. So, you know, it's, um, it, it's been amazing to see that transformation in that area and we were doing the truck pool a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, cause it's been hard to do with the COVID thing and everything going on. And we were just sitting around looking, you know, looking at all the different, uh, the different backgrounds, the different ethnicities and everybody was coming together under that one common goal of bettering ourselves and it, you know, inspiring each other to be better. So that's one of the amazing things that started from, you know, Greg and Metro Plano.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's for sure, and uh, the show of strengths keep growing every year. Every year, you
1: know, and I've been a part of them since uh, two thousand eleven. I think was the first year we did the truck pull, and you know, we've we've had the truck pull and been a part of the show of strength ever since. You know, and, and like I say, even though the the different gyms have spread off into different branches, you know, I'm still you know I'm part of all the different gyms up there, and you know I'm glad to be known as who I am up there. But you know, it, it's just it's great to see that we can go to this gym over here, we can go to this gym over here, and we still have those same people, you know, migrate and get in different fields, and it's it's just a good thing to see. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Now you said that you also are dealing with some uh, shoulder issues, is that something that you already fixed, it, yeah. or is it something that you are postponing?
1: Well, no, the, uh, well I drew the, t- you remember, let's see, well let's go through basically what's happened since 17, we'll kind of run a timeline down. In 17, I had the ankle replacement. Learned how to walk straight again. Um, And after walking crooked for 13 years, um, just getting out of the truck one day, uh, my L5 ruptured. I didn't know it. I kept training. I thought, ah, it's just a little back pain. Uh, It ended up being a 13 millimeter rupture in my L4 and L5. So um, I had that fixed in 2018. January of 2018, I had my back surgery. I see, September of last year. And this comes from wearing a Bluetooth all the time on my ear driving a truck, you know, because we can't talk on the cell phone. It's a $2,700 fine if you're caught with a cell phone to your ear in a truck. So we constantly wear these big over-ear Bluetooth things. And what that caused was with the weightlifting, uh, the pushing, the straining, uh, that caused my mastoid bone to deteriorate. And my brain had actually lost the hearing in my right ear for about, I don't know, I guess it was about six months and I thought, ah, oh, it's just fluid in my ear. Well, it ended up being my brain had pushed through the mastoid and they had to cut my ear off and um, uh, put a patch in there, get everything back up to where it was. And like I said, the week before, you know, the medication they had me on for the surgery, the week before that surgery, then my bicep leg. Oh. You know, my uh, long head of my bicep.
0: Yeah.
1: Sorry about that, my qualcomm's going off. But uh, the, the long head of my you know a left bicep let go and the only option at my age as long as the short head is still attached i just have that little blank spot and a hump there it's something i've learned there's no sense in surgically fixing it because as you get older that generally happens to older men and they don't even know it that long head of the bicep just lets go and then of course at my age the doctor said it probably wouldn't do any good to fix it because the minute you start lifting again it's going to pop back off so had the brain surgery in september and um like I said, in uh, Christmas last year, I noticed a knot on my AC joint and it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And of course, all the years of lifting and tearing the supraspinatus and tearing the labrum and not getting it repaired had caused me huge shoulder issues on, the, on my right shoulder, uh, shoulder pain. Um, then they still haven't figured out what this tumor was. They don't know, it wasn't infectious, it wasn't cancerous, it was just a two inch mass. Of white blood cells, and you can see right here on where they cut the tumor out. Mm-hmm. But the only good thing about that was, was the next week he decided to go in and scrape the bone down to make sure I didn't have bone cancer. He decided to go ahead and fix what was left of my rotator cuff, um, which has been uh, very beneficial now because you know I don't have any shoulder pain anymore.
0: Wow, that's so many things, <laughs> and that- <laughs> it's
1: like it all. Started in 17, and since that 17 uh, ankle replacement, I've had four different surgeries. So um, it's definitely been recover, go back down, recover, go back down. But I haven't let that stop me from being positive about it. And that's this last shoulder repair has made me realize I don't have to bench press um, the heaviest I'll go now is um, a free bar is 225, and I do that with a block. I don't go as deep as I
0: used right. to.
1: Because um, I don't want that shoulder to come apart because there's not much left of the rotator cuff. And the only thing we can do to this is a shoulder replacement. And um, he said when we replace that shoulder, you're going to lose mobility. I've got still got good mobility for some reason. Um, so I'm just going to you know, wait till the absolute last minute to have the shoulder replaced.
0: Now That's a smart decision. And, and, and again, yeah. at this point, you are looking for longevity. Uh, you are not looking right. to create new PRs. Uh, probably nope. not competing anymore. Uh, nope. a- and the good thing is that y- you like the road that you are in today as a motivator for for the people. Yeah. Because I can, I'm a testimony of that. I've seen you making people lift. The first time that I that I did my de- uh, 500 pounds uh, deadlift it was with you on my side, screaming at yeah. screaming at me. Uh, to lift, and that made a huge difference. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, you it's keep the, keep doing that. You're very good at this.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing about it is now I'm not going to compete anymore, and it's it's like you said. I've changed my mindset. Even though I loved powerlifting, I love strongman. I've changed my mindset. You know, I'm down to 232 pounds. I used to walk around about 270, 260, 270. I'm down to 232 pounds, I'm I'm lean. I actually have the beginnings of a six pack, which I've never had before. Uh, but it, I have really come to embrace that it's not about how much I lift anymore, it's about how long do I wanna do it. And as long as I can be in that environment and still motivate the people that are around me and do my truck pool schools and do that, it's really given me just as much pleasure and satisfaction as I did when I competed.
0: Yeah, no. So I've
1: taken something that, you know, I've had to change one of my loves and passions and I've replaced it with something else. And, um, like I said, being around our gym family and the people that we're around is very important to
0: me. Yeah. That's, that's amazing, Greg. Uh, very inspiring. Thank you very much for sharing all this. Uh, we are almost at a time, but I will ask you to finish this with, uh, uh some of your, you know, uh, Saying uh, that you always have something on the back of your mind, so go ahead. do you have anything uh, to share?
1: <laughs> everybody calls it thumpisms or whatever you want to call it, but I always just try to tell people there's nothing you can't do if you set your mind to it. there ain't nothing to it but to do it, and if you can make them smile, it's worth your while and just remember you know it's just um uh, one of those things man if if you can improve the lives of the people that are around you. Uh, you will get more out of it than um, you know trying to to bring somebody down. You will get so much more enjoyment out of helping somebody else or just making them feel good. It's it's definitely a two way street. Yeah. But like I said, you know, <laughs> this this is what I do. I move freight in this truck and I lift weights. <laughs> and you know, like I said, if I can inspire somebody to do better, that's what I'm gonna do.
0: All right, my friend. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for uh, stopping by and and record this episode with uh, with uh, yep. me and and to inspire continue to inspire everyone. We really appreciate everything you do. Have a safe drive back uh, drive back home and uh, yep. see you soon, my friend. All
1: right, have a good one. You're God bless, brother. Oh, take care, brother.